All right, welcome back to Become a Calm Mama. I am your host, I'm Darlene Childress. I am a life and parenting coach. And today I'm gonna get a little personal on the pod. I have my best friend who's also a therapist with me, Tiffany, you wanna say hi? Hi everyone, (laughs) happy to be here. So Tiffany Housem is a licensed marriage and family therapist. She's a certified life coach. She's trained in all the things. I mean, you're trained in so many things. (laughs) So many things. (laughs) Um, And we've been friends for almost 20 years, and she's been a big part of my journey as a parent. And I wanted to share, I wanted to bring her on because I want to talk about some things that are a little bit personal, a little bit private, things maybe I haven't shared on the pod before, just about my childhood and, um, oh, I'm already getting a little shaky. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, it's vulnerable. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so Tiff's created a really safe place for me all throughout the years of my healing journey as a mom. And yeah, I just thought it would be nice to have this conversation with you. Yeah, for sure. So what we're going to talk about is how the the childhood trauma that I experienced informed my parenting, mm-hmm. and then a little bit about my journey in recovering from that trauma. Yeah. And so we're framing most of our conversation using what's called ACEs. So do you want to share what that is just a little bit? ACEs is a questionnaire um, that asks some you know, there's what nine questions mm-hmm. uh, asking questions about your childhood, and what they found that there's a correlation between your ACEs score and um, outcomes later in life related to your health, including um, like how how long you live, mm-hmm. addiction, uh, health-related uh, issues. So they, there's just a strong correlation between that. Um, what Darlin and I have also talked about is it doesn't mean that it um, is a sentence that mm. you... Um, there's opportunities to shift out of the chronic stress that happens in childhood when you go through these. You'll, we're going to go through the ACE questionnaire and you'll see the types of stress mm-hmm. that can kids can be under and can continue for their whole lives. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's like your, like you said, your ACE score is not a sentence in terms of, um, you know, because you have these terrible things happen to you, you're screwed. Right, exactly. It's like, no, this is just data and information to understand maybe why you're showing up the way you're showing up as a parent mm-hmm. or in your mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we're gonna, she's gonna like rapid fire the questions so that you guys can hear the questions in the ACE survey. And then, oh, and ACE stands for Adverse Childhood Experience. Right. So um, it kind of, I think there's 10 actually, 10 questions of different childhood experiences that you may have had, and you just say yes or no, whether you've had them or not. So Tiff's going to ask them of me, and then I'm going to share myself, my little, my aces. (laughs) Okay, first question. Did you feel that you didn't have enough to eat, had to wear dirty clothes, or had no one to protect or take care of you? Yes, we definitely grew up poor and a single mom, four kids. And there was a lot of times when there wasn't enough food. When I was really young, we had to have like the whole government cheese thing they used to do in the eighties. And yeah, there was definitely times where there wasn't food. We didn't have laundry in our house, so I had to wear dirty clothes. It was all very shameful. Yep. Yep. Okay. Question two, did you lose a parent through divorce, abandonment, death, or other reason? 
Yes. So my dad, uh, my parents divorced when I was four. And then my dad was in my life until I was about eight. And then he uh, ran from the FBI. (laughs) Crazy story. And abandoned our family. And I didn't hear from him until I was 30 years old. So he left when I was eight. And then we went into reunion when I was 30. So for 22 years, I had no idea where he lived Mm -hmm. or if he was alive or anything. Okay. Question three. Did you live with anyone who was depressed, mentally ill, or attempted suicide? Yes, because my ACEs score is very high. So third one, number yet, third number, um, and the answer is yes. My mom was untreated, clinically depressed uh, for most of my childhood. Uh, she went on Prozac when I turned eighteen, and it changed her life and and changed our whole our whole family. But up until that, she was in major depressive episodes. Um, And then as well as recently, we've realized that she probably had ADHD. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so it also created chaos because she didn't know how to like manage kind of all the stuff. Yeah. It's a lot to deal with for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Question four. Did you live with anyone who had a problem with drinking or using drugs, including prescription drugs? Yes. (laughs) So uh, not to you know, break anyone's anonymity, but there are people in my family that I grew up with that have, you know, addiction. And Mm -hmm. my mom was also in relationships with my stepdad was an alcoholic and he was very abusive, um, verbally to me, which goes into another number. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely lots, lots of drugs, alcohol, Mm -hmm. all sorts of stuff like that. Question five, did your parents or adults in your home ever hit, punch, beat, or threaten to harm each other? You know, this one is tricky because not so much like this is more around domestic violence if you witnessed Mm -hmm. it with other family members. Yeah. Um, But there was like, I I did feel like my mom was always in danger with the men that she Mm. was in relationships with. And so there was like this veil of threat. So I don't ever really know how to answer that one. But just this underlying sense of not safe. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's see. Number six. Did you live with anyone who went to jail or prison? No. (laughs) Yes or no? (laughs) There's my one no. (laughs) Okay. Number seven. Did a parent or adult in your home ever swear at you, insult you, or put you down? Yes. My stepdad was incredibly cruel to me and um, was Mm -hmm. just a horrible person. And he lived with us from the time I was eighth grade until senior in high school. Mm -hmm. So all those teen years, he was um, really, really terrible. Okay. Number eight, did a parent or adult in your home ever hit, beat, kick, or physically hurt you in any way? Yes. So other step-parents, stepfathers earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number nine, did you feel that no one in your family loved you or thought you were special? This is my other no, mm-hmm. because that is one thing that I talk about is like my mom's unconditional love and like yeah. this like treasure that she had in me, I think mm-hmm. was such a, a salve throughout right. my whole childhood that in some ways it almost was like a healing, healing balm throughout yeah, those yeah, yeah. years because right. I just felt like she just delighted in me. Aww. I could just sense that all the time. Yeah. 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 And yeah. that was a constant yep. for you. Yeah. Number 10, final question. Did you experience unwanted sexual contact? You don't have to go into okay. that, but yep. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was um, assaulted as a child and um, had to do a lot of work to heal from that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh, I know. So there's my score. There's my score. Eight, right? Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Yeah. So what... What I think is interesting about ACEs is, is that, like, maybe you listened to those questions and you had a couple numbers, if you're listening to the pod, and, you know, you might go like, oh, well, I'm not as, you know, I'm not as fucked up as Darlene, so I have nothing to complain about, um, or, you know, oh, and I didn't have any of those things, but I still, you know, feel unsettled in my life, and it doesn't mean that you don't have stress or that you don't have struggles right. because your ACEs score isn't high or maybe it's really high and you feel really embarrassed right now or overwhelmed. You, yeah. If that's the case, just stop the podcast. Go take care of yourself. Yeah, yeah. And I think also <clears throat> we'll get to it, but that um, we will talk about ways of feeling better, healing. Mm-hmm. So if you can hang in there, there's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Um, yeah, I, the first time I took the ACEs score, I was actually at a parent, when I was doing my parent training in nonviolent communication, nonviolent mm-hmm. parenting, and they had us do it. And I was like um, in shock. Mm-hmm. I, I had no, I never seen... I knew like I had all these childhood, adverse childhood experiences, mm-hmm. um, but I had never seen it like a list. Right. Like right. here are the 10 ways kids get fucked up in childhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then h- how were, how were you? And then right. to s- have it scored like that. Right. And then be told like any number higher than four is, you know, extreme or, uh-huh. you know, high uh-huh. risk. Uh, I, I, I really was, uh. It was t- It was rough to I, see it and hear it. I can imagine. Uh-huh. How did you take that in, and what'd you do with it? Well, I was in a an environment of like trauma informed mm-hmm. space, and mm-hmm. so when we did it, there was room. To, there were people there to talk about, you know, the, the results, and I think it was. You know, we kind of wrapped that day up, and I went home, and you know, I I just I came home. I had little kids at the time, but I cried mm-hmm. and. And just kind of really grieved yeah. a lot of yeah. my childhood in a, in a new way. Yeah, yeah. But it gave me also, I think, besides like the grief and shock of it, it also gave me the a perspective of, um, I don't know, like that I... Like I had gone through all those things and I was still okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not grateful, right, right. but You're like, I just okay. was like, yeah. oh, okay. Like this happened. These were hard things. And, right. um, but I'm okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It was both. And, and the fact that you were in a class mm-hmm. learning to do something differently. Yeah. Too. Learning yeah. how to parent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Learning how to parent and not bring what you had learned from parenting forward. Maybe keeping the delight and love that your mom showed you, but yeah, without all the other things. Yeah. 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 And so, um, I just know Darlene and I met when our boys were like two. two. Yeah. And I remember meeting you and, you know, from the outside, like you were someone who presented as 
so confident and um, had it all together and knew what you were doing. And um, <laughs> I think you looked at me and you were like, oh my like, gosh, this, that woman this needs, woman help. needs help. <laughs> Her son was just like, when I, you all have some of these spirited children that are very, mm-hmm. very high, mm-hmm. you know, high energy, mm-hmm. big personalities. Yeah. Yes. So when, when did it first come up in you that you realized like, oh, I, I need some help here? Mm-hmm. Well, really, I mean, I've shared this on the pod before, but when Lincoln was um, four, he was having these like crazy meltdowns. He was starting to get trouble in preschool. He was aggressive. You know, he put sand in Elsa's eye, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. around that time, your daughter. Mm-hmm. And, and he was aggressive toward, towards his brother, his little brother. And I, I just, I, I felt so like, you know, I remember this one moment where he hit me and I hit him back and I just was like, what is wrong with me? Mm, like, I just felt yeah. so terrible yeah. and I was screaming all the time. And it was like secret shaming, yeah, yeah. you know, thing. Yeah. I actually remember this one time you and I, we had this little group called MoFib. It was mm-hmm. mothers, mm-hmm. mothers of first born, first born boys. Yes. Yes. We made it up <laughs> and we would get together with some other friends of ours. And I said to Tiff, I said, you know, or I said to the group, I was like, I just feel like a victim sometimes, like I'm being abused by my son. Mm-hmm. And we walked out of that restaurant and then we were in the parking lot and you said to me, Hey, you know, that's not normal. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, you, you said, you don't have to feel that way. Yeah. Like yeah. S- something more might be going on mm-hmm. with Lincoln or, mm-hmm. or you. Yeah. And I drove home that night and I was like, Oh, I never knew it was normal. That's the thing about having a high yeah, ACEs score yeah. is you don't know what's normal, what's not. You don't know what's good, what's bad. Mm-hmm. Where, where are you okay? Where are you mm-hmm. not? It's very hard to gauge because there's no. I had no mental map of um, mm-hmm. like positive parenting. Right. And so when you know someone you trust says, "Hey, you know, might be outside of norm here," I was like, "Oh, maybe I need some help." Mm-hmm. And that is that's kind of the the catalyst for me was you saying. You don't have to feel this way. Right. This this isn't normal, but not in like a judgmental right, way. Just right, really right. loving. Yeah, yeah. So I I remember um, you. I don't remember at what point this was, but I remember you going to some workshop and then doing parenting classes, like mm-hmm. the nonviolent mm-hmm. parenting, um, which was always like. This has always impressed me about Dar is that she, like, when she realizes there's something she wants to work on or some system isn't working, she, like, figures it out like no one I've ever met before. And so all of a sudden, you were doing the work you needed to do. Yeah. 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 And that, and, and has, you've kept doing it. Yep. Yeah. I went to, like, my first parenting workshop and I just was like, I'm going to learn everything I could ever learn about this. Mm -hmm. And in typical style for me, I also, as soon as I learn something, share it with everybody I know because I can't stop talking. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, of course, then every one of my friends is now like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) We all did at the classes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. All the workshops. Um, But yeah, there was this Mm. one, this one workshop that I did that really kind of was my first like inner child work. And I went to it and, talking about 
what was happening for me when Lincoln was being aggressive yeah. is that I would feel like I was being attacked, yeah. that I was in danger. That, right, right, right. And I don't think subconsciously, I don't think consciously I made this decision, but as a little kid, 12, 13, I kind of created this armor of like, no one is ever going to hurt me. Yeah. And it was probably the beginning of my vigilance. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then I have a kid and my kid is hurting me. Yeah. Like he's not cause he's four, but like, he's also kicking and hitting and, yeah. you know, and I, I just didn't know how to protect myself without protecting myself. I didn't know how to, right. yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say like that part of you rose up. It, it, it didn't matter who was in front of you. That part was going to protect you no matter what. Yeah. 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 We have those adaptive skills, right? Mm-hmm. Like when we're kids and we're going through difficult things, we develop these systems of protecting ourselves. And, mm-hmm. and it is about survival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we have these beautiful coping strategies. That's why when I talk about parenting, I'm always saying like, well, your children they're doing the behavior because there's some sort of inherent mm-hmm. wisdom or yeah. care there or strategy to cope. Yeah. And we can give them better tools. Yeah. But for me, whatever I developed as a kid, those were strategies that served me, that helped me like make good decisions and, you know, not see myself yeah. as a victim, not see, see myself as empowered. Right. A hundred percent. But then when you're a parent, that power isn't, doesn't really serve you anymore. Right. Like it's not, right. it's, not, it's you don't want to power. Oh, I didn't want to power. Oh, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to be treating your kid mm-hmm. that way. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I, didn't know how to do it differently. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I had to drop a lot of those strategies and learn new ones for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, I think in general, like the way that those ch- adverse childhood experiences, that trauma showed up for me is that I didn't really ever develop like an internal locus of control or mm-hmm. self self security. Yeah. I never really felt safe in my body or in my environment, in my relationships, everything always felt dangerous. Mm-hmm. So I was right. constantly seeking the security, right? The sense of control, right? Yeah. Outside of yeah. myself, like through other means. Yeah. Um, and, and also like, I guess it would be perfectionism, but it wasn't like, mm-hmm. I just tried to figure out what, what's the only way, what's the way that I can, mm-hmm. um, be okay. Right. And what are the rules and what, right. what are, how right. are you supposed to live? Right. And, and if I followed all the rules and I figured it out and I cracked the codes in every mm-hmm. environment, like how do you take care of a house? How do you feed yourself? How do you, what are you supposed to wear? Mm-hmm. What are you, how are you supposed to look? How are you supposed to talk? Yeah. I just felt like I never really knew how to do any of those things. But if I could figure them out, then I could be safe. Right. That's so much work. I hear you say this. <laughs> like, there's so much energy and mm-hmm. work. And um, I guess, I don't know if it felt this way to you, but it, it sounds stressful, too, to like mm-hmm. constantly be having to work so hard for your safety, yeah. for a sense of control. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think of it as the monitor, right? Yeah. It's like this internal manager or monitor who's constantly evaluating mm-hmm. me in mm-hmm. comparison to my environment. Right. Do I need to take more power here to feel better? Mm-hmm. Or do I need to be less 
less than myself in yeah. order to be accepted. Yeah. So the internal feeling of belonging, the internal feeling yeah. of security was absent. Right. It was coming from the outside. From the outside. Yeah. So then yeah. you know, I have kids <laughs> and gosh, <laughs> it's like, there's so little, yeah. there, there's so little that we have to, to, we can't, they're humans. They're having their right. children, they're immature. Right. And so it's like, you know, whenever they were loud, whenever they hit, whenever, um, that, you know, mm-hmm. I had to make a decision about where they should go to school or where should we live or what mm-hmm. enrichment and mm-hmm. all these decisions. And I'm never feeling like I know what to do. I don't know right. what's right. And I'm right. what is everyone else doing? And how do I know? Right. Um, and then their behavior, of course, it's like, right. I don't know how to parent. I don't know how to not yell at them. So then I'd yell and I'd feel shame and then I'd beat myself up. But then I'd be like, but they're bad. And I just all in my head. Yeah. 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 And then feeling like, I, again, like, I don't know that this was true for you, but I'm just thinking about like when you feel out of control and then you're trying to control your environment and then you're trying to control your kids and mm-hmm. it's just a recipe for disaster because yeah. like you can't control your kids if i want to ruin their nervous system yes. with fear right then i can't you can yeah. yes because i was controlled yeah right in yeah in the chaos but in certain aspects mm-hmm. um you know people treated people adults treated me poorly mm-hmm. in order for them to feel whatever right. they needed to right. feel and and really kind of preset my nervous system at high cortisol and I don't want to do that yeah. I just I know people yeah. listening to this podcast you you mama who's sitting in your car wherever you are you're like no that's me I don't want to yeah. I don't want to fuck my kids up it's the yeah. thing we don't want to do it's the thing we don't want to do and we can have like the best intentions not to do that and then we're triggered by something and it brings that old wound up or that mm-hmm. old stress response and then we're in it we're doing the thing that we don't want to do yeah you know that's yeah. why Dar's work is so important for <laughs> mm-hmm. real for real. no it's for sure yeah. because it's like my insecurity well I mean let's say this when you don't have like healthy parents Mm -hmm. you actually really don't know what to do no there's Um, no template no (laughs) so that's why i created the common process i call it now because i really needed a template for myself Mm -hmm. and my family to figure out how we should do it yeah and you know of course it's helped me and like you know at this point thousands of people yeah but um for for me i i wanted to create a template Mm -hmm. that actually focused on emotional health Right. That right. It wasn't just around behavior, behavior modification. Totally. Yeah. 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 And and that a big part of it is calm. That's why this podcast is called Become a Calm Mama, and the programs are all about that. Yeah. Because to me, the calm in my programs is the emotional healing, mm-hmm. and then like the the reparenting that happens mm-hmm. in order yeah. to heal from from our. Yeah. Adverse childhood experiences from our trauma. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So are there other ways that you would like to mention that you've touched on a lot? So this isn't like you should, but are there, did it show, did your trauma show up in other ways for you throughout the years? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, I I could talk about within parenting and then also with outside, outside of parenting, Mm -hmm. but I definitely 
have in recovery for eating disorder mm-hmm. and I've talked about it on the pod. So you guys know, um, and there's episode coming out with, um, Victoria Yates where we talk about it even more, but I, I think for me, the, the, some of the trauma, I had a lot of disassociation yeah. in my childhood. And so that means I would separate from my body and I would disconnect from my environment mm-hmm. in order to feel safe. Mm-hmm. And, but then when I was disconnected from my environment, I was in danger. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Because then sense. I'm not in yeah. vigilance. Yeah. So for me, the eating disorder stuff is like just this toggle between, um, disconnecting from my body mm-hmm. just enough, mm-hmm. but also aware. So this like right. space of hunger, it's very weird, but yeah. this little space yeah. of hunger that I toggle yeah. right at is, uh, like sort of my safest space. Right. That's so weird right, to share right. on the parenting podcast, but, yeah. um, so with like, that's kind of in, in other ways too, like maybe in, uh, in friendships, I can see sometimes I'm very people pleasing. Mm-hmm. I want to make mm-hmm. sure I'm liked. I'm, yeah. I fit. Yeah. Um, if I don't feel safe, I back off mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I don't right. feel like my kids are safe in an environment, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, that, that just that high sense of That's, vigilance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hear that for sure. Mm-hmm. So how you've, you've done the parenting workshops, the parenting mm-hmm. classes, mm-hmm. you've read so much. Mm-hmm. Um, what else, how else have mm-hmm. you, um, healed? Well, I think about like, I was, when I was right doing some research, not research, but like prepping for this, I was thinking about like what it is that I was afraid of repeating in my family. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I avoiding? What am I run, like not running away from, but what is it that I don't want to recreate? Yeah. And I mean, obviously the list is, um, I have it here. Like it was like abandonment, depression, drugs, threat of violence, putting my kids down, hurting them, not letting them feel loved. Mm -hmm. Um, and then keeping their body safe from sexual abuse. Right. So all the aces, (laughs) right. Definitely wanted to make sure I touched on all those. But for me, I felt like I grew up in a chaotic environment, Mm. like unpredictable and uncontrolled. Right. And that is a, that is really the core of stress. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Right. Like when right. you feel unsafe, mm-hmm. if you feel unsafe and you feel like you aren't sure what's going to happen and you're in that vigilance state. Yeah. So I was really focused on like not having chaos in our family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I married a very like, you know, metronome type of person. Very stable. Very <laughs> stable. Like the most stable. And um, and I was drawn to that in my 20s because I, I was yeah. for a model of like, yeah. how do you do that? Um, and so I wanted to have them feel safe and that they could know that their world was predictable mm-hmm. and that their world was reliable and that they had agency. Yeah. And yeah. I, I felt like, of course, my, my mom didn't really yell. I wish she had, I wish she did actually. Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. I, she just felt like, so not, not, not there. Not there. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like, also like, like a child, uh, uh-huh. like, I, I like want... you didn't have a grown up in the house. No grown up. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think I yelled almost to, uh, to demonstrate strength right. and power. Right. 
but I didn't really want to have an environment where my children were powered over that way. Right. Um, of course, wanted to protect them from, you know, being shamed, being, being mm-hmm. rid of, you know, being like their, their self-esteem being attacked. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was making my parenting decisions, it's like, okay, these, these are like, I always say emotional health was my parenting goal. It's like my standards were lower in other areas mm-hmm. because everything trumped their well-being, their mm-hmm. emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. And maybe to a fault, I don't know, but I just wanted them to feel safe and yeah. held and yeah. cared for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you and Kevin were providing already so much of that like you you had a stable place to live. Mm-hmm. You could put food on the table. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. had clean clothes. Yeah. Like you had all those basic needs met so it was i you know the emotional part mm-hmm. that the emotional well-being their mental health yeah. yeah i mean i never like got too crazy about having them be uh like in sports or mm-hmm. you know we're good they're going to be excellent at anything right. i i didn't ha- i don't i don't know i didn't really have it in me to like i wanted everything to be simple and mm-hmm. and flow and Anything sort of outside, like too extreme, I, it, it mm-hmm. didn't feel good mm-hmm. in those, especially those early years when I was still yeah. doing so much of my healing work. Yeah, because yeah, I yeah. started this work, this level of work, when Lincoln was four, well, pretty much five. Yeah, and he's nineteen, so fifteen years. Yeah. So of course I'm in such a different place now. If I had another baby, I'm not having one. But if I had <laughs> a baby now, of course I might have a different capacity. For sure. But. Uh, at those years, I needed to establish routines. Yeah. Like, these are some of the things that I did to make make it so that I could heal my nervous system mm-hmm. with, within parenting mm-hmm. and parent them without creating pain. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. having having routines, like, kind of, we come home, we right. put our things away, we have a snack. Right. Just all that predictability yeah it, it was reparenting me it was really yeah. safe for me yeah yeah that makes sense yeah. yeah and um i mean maybe to to too much extreme possibly like with naps when they're little you know we all get so yeah you know, i think that's just yeah we get so like if they don't sleep, nap now yes. they're gonna not be good tomorrow yes, and blah, exactly blah, blah, blah. yeah um but i i just i just think about it now like how much those types of you know, routines, traditions, mm-hmm. bringing meaning, trying to find, you know, the family table. Yeah. Um, you know, I think you and I both did this, but like we would light a candle yeah. at dinner to yes. signify that dinner was starting yeah. and, yeah. and that's when we were focused. And so, you know, highs and lows, thrown the roses and thorns, those little games you play mm-hmm. because I wanted, so I was so seeking family, but there was a little bit of rigidity in it early on Yeah. and I'm not judging it, but I, I can see that it was a strategy that I was using to to heal. Yeah, and there's a lot of yeah. beauty in it, and there is a lot of mm-hmm. beauty in it. I think you know, as parents, and it's all new to us. We're we're looking for like, how do we do this? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, how do we create what we want? And sometimes we don't even know what mm-hmm. we want. You mm-hmm. know, so yeah, it's, I think it's understandable when we can go a little bit into rigidity and then. And then move find, out of it, yeah. and yeah, find the f- yeah. flexibility. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, c- really simplifying our life um, was really important to yeah. me. Um, working on my mental health, I 
um, spent a lot of time journaling, reading books, mm-hmm. doing like, you know, workbooks you would get you know like mm-hmm. and I would like do them I would yeah. read the you parenting would do the book work and like <laughs> answer all the questions yeah. and um spend that time you know I didn't have to work outside the home so that was a huge blessing and yeah. I could instead of focus on homemaking or you know uh maybe like my working out or something like that I would just really spend time yeah working on my mental health right. a lot you like were almost dedicated to that kind of kooky yeah. <laughs> um i mean i did like 40 days of silence do you remember oh, that oh i remember but that yeah, yeah, yeah no but it was always like you would make a decision it was always impressive mm-hmm. and like you would have a real intention mm-hmm. behind it and you would do it mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'd be like i'm gonna learn all about limits yeah. and then i would like study it and go on a training and uh-huh. yeah um so working on my mental health um and then like knowing learning how to coach my kids through their feelings was just became so important once i was introduced to just the concepts yeah. of um, compassionate parenting that i was like okay whatever is ha- whatever this is called where you narrate what someone's mm-hmm. feeling where you're honest with them mm-hmm. you talk it through um there was so much confusion in my childhood i never knew what was happening yeah and nobody yeah. talked about anything. Right. right. Um, nobody language for it. Yeah, no language. No one's talking about it. Mm-hmm. It can be so lonely. Yeah. Like, so isolating yeah. in those moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, kind of made that commitment that I would be um, honest with my kids. I wouldn't dump my feelings on them, but mm-hmm. we would just, it would be like, yes, the dog is sick. Like, mm-hmm. I would just be really honest and talk yeah. about the things. Like, yeah. yep, it's hard. Daddy's working this weekend he's not coming and that's yeah. challenging yeah just kind of really narrating circumstances and yeah. then naming the emotions and you know that's the core mm-hmm. of, of connect so calm and connect were the things i was yeah. focused on question about that did you have to learn how to do that like learn how to narrate learn how to say what your feelings were like yeah yeah no yeah. idea yeah i mean i think about like sometimes when i talk about it on the podcast i'll say like learning language is like learning how to describe water mm-hmm. because we have so many different ways. You can have a pond, you can have right. an alpine lake, you can have a stream, yeah. you can have a swamp, mm-hmm. you can have a creek. And when I say these words, they mean something. You right. picture right, them, right, right. right? We have a mental model have, for yeah, what they are. For those yeah. things. Yeah. And they're all, they're all water. They're mm-hmm. all bodies of water, mm-hmm. ocean versus sea. And feelings are the same. Yeah. It's like, I know what it is. Like yeah. I, I know like if I saw a lake, I I would know it looked different than a creek. Right. But I wouldn't know what's lake and what's creek unless uh-huh. you give me language. Right. 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 So I didn't know what it was all called mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think most of us don't know what I it's called. I agree. I think, you know, I mean, I think our kids are gonna grow up knowing, but yeah, uh, our generation, maybe the generation below us also, like mm-hmm. there wasn't any of that. Mm-hmm for most of us no there's not there wasn't that emotional coaching where you knew what you were feeling and could talk about it and yeah when I ask uh, my clients I'm like you know how are you feeling they'll be like I feel like I have so much to do I'm busy (laughs) and it's like oh those are thoughts yeah you know those are circumstances those are situations Mm -hmm. those that's not necessarily a feeling like the feeling is overwhelmed because I'm thinking I have so much to do yeah Um, yeah so yeah, I definitely had to learn it for myself and then learn how to 
uh, do it in children's language. Right. And I remember right. learning to do this with my first attachment therapist, Jeanette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she said, just start sad, mad, glad, scared. Yes. Keep it to the basics. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay. Yeah. You know. um, but I, I, did, I didn't do it by myself. I didn't learn it all in a vacuum. I had right. attachment therapists. Um, I had you. I had people in my life that I could trust that, mm-hmm. that were further along on the healing journey than me. And so that's why I think going into programs like coaching programs yeah. or getting a therapist is so valuable. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of it by myself because I think I've always been an yeah, internalized yeah. coach. Yeah. 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 You've been an internalized coach and you also like go deep into the research. So. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Um, so I, I think, um, yeah, those, those like early years really folk prioritizing my mm-hmm. mental well-being, prioritizing mm-hmm. my parenting. I, as a, now that I've done it for so long and I, my kids are grown, sometimes I think we, we tend to do this when our when our kids are older and we look at parents with younger kids, we're like, don't worry so much. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, relax. They all grow out of it. And it's like, I agree, but I think you do put in the work. Yeah. You put in the work. You put in the hours yeah. and it's like, yeah. these are the years, you know, if you're walked, if you're listening and you've got, you know, three to 10, you know, and you're like, no, what I want to do it. Yeah. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, get it into the emotionally healthy kids class. Like take yeah, the class, yeah, figure it out, sure. get some tools. Yeah. Um, even a teenager, I think it's never too late. I, I sometimes will say my mom started working on her mental health when she was 50. Mm. Mm. Re- like really, uh-huh. really growing in it. I think, you know, when she went on to uh, get the medicine uh-huh. that she got and, and started to find some Just... tools she healed and the rest wow. of my family healed. Wow. It's, it doesn't yeah. really matter when you start. Like, right. It's okay. Right. You're going to go back and you're going to explain your childhood to your children, like their childhood. Yes. It's always good. It's, it's always, always good. good. Yeah. It's always it's good. It's never it be, too late. Yeah, for sure. Healing. Um, yeah. So those are the choices that I, I made and that I think help me get out of the trauma response, mm-hmm. the overreactivity, mm-hmm. the hyperproductivity, perfectionism. Yeah. Um, just the, yeah, like almost like I think toxic stress is how they're calling it. You can yeah. speak to it as a therapist, but, um, it's like we have post-traumatic stress disorder and now there's more language around chronic stress Yeah, and, yeah. and then toxic stress is really like kind of the, the environment mm-hmm, right and you think about a little child yeah and if they're if they're the incubator right is stress then their nervous system is going to be preset right and right they're gonna have to heal their nervous system yes and yeah. that's I, I think that's a big part of what reparenting is mm-hmm. is healing your nervous system like taking good care of your nervous mm-hmm. system mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what that is because it's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have to, but I think I agree. And also I don't in that we all have a nervous system and it works yes. in a certain biological way. Yes. It's just finding like, what are those specific things for you that yeah. work best for you? But yes, there's some, it's like, you got to use your body. Exactly. I feel like you always have to heal through your body. Mm-hmm. You always have to heal your thinking. Mm-hmm. Like if yeah, I, if I belief system, the belief system. Mm-hmm. so if I'm walking around the world thinking nobody likes me and yeah. everyone's mad at me yeah. and then I better protect myself. Right. Well, I can retrain myself to think maybe not everybody's mad at me. Right. Maybe everybody thinks I'm great. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, for like, sure. Uh, one of my coaches, she says that she thinks to herself, people are so nice to me. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, people are pretty nice to her. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it's like, yeah, I can think like no one's mad at me or it's right. okay if someone's yeah, mad yeah. at me. Like, yeah. I can learn new thoughts. A hundred percent. Like, right. Cause if there's those, we all have them. We mm-hmm. all have those thoughts. But if there's those deep ones, like I'm not lovable mm-hmm. or I'm not worthy I'm not good or I'm not good enough. Those. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So yeah, we can definitely learn to reframe those or mm-hmm. yeah, so just figure out ways yeah. to connect with our body, yeah. figure out ways to connect with our mind. I mean, that's when I talk on the parent the, for the podcast, I'm, you know, really wanting to say like behavior is a strategy, mm-hmm. right? So right. that we can learn to depersonalize it Yes, and not Absolutely. think it's being disrespectful. They're not being disrespectful yes. and they're rude and they're a sociopath and all yeah, these, yeah, yeah. you know, they're aggressive instead of labeling it and, and judging it. It's like, getting curious getting curious yeah so yeah. so i think in parenting we can reframe that can heal our relationship mm-hmm. with our kids mm-hmm. in in our in our personal lives that's and then so how what's the process right i think of it like mm-hmm. there's there's clues yeah there's yeah. clues 100 <laughs> that we're not well yeah and we can look at those clues and and see them as information. Yes. Like if I'm being yes. aggressive with my son, I'm yelling or I'm being, you know, physical or I'm emotionally checking out. Mm-hmm. I'm on my phone all the mm-hmm. time, not paying attention. Right. I say I'm going to get something done and I don't, um, that I can look at those behaviors and say, Oh, something's wrong with me. Right. I'm Just a, go to judgment. I'm a terrible mom. Yeah. I'm a terrible wife. I'm a terrible yeah. friend. I'm a terrible worker or whatever. Um, or I can be like, well, what's the wisdom in this? What what's mm-hmm. happening underneath? Where what am I protecting myself from? What right. am I running away from? What am I trying to create that's lacking? Yeah. And so what I hear you saying mm-hmm. is instead of judgment, you just go to curiosity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always think that yeah. is the way to yeah. like just get curious. Like what? Get how curious. am I showing up? Yep. What's going on? Yeah. Um, and that awareness is is so valuable if we can be gentle. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. It's like, I can be really aware of my shit and I can just judge the hell out of mm-hmm. it. But that's right. not really going to heal me. Right. Right. It, like, it, that's... You can be aware but not be curious. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. you, you do want to come from that place of, like you said, gentle mm-hmm. curiosity. Yes. Yeah. Just like, yeah. what, you know, what's what's the message with this? Mm-hmm. What's going on? What mm-hmm. do you need? Yeah, what, what are you, you not need? getting? Yeah. 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 It's so beautiful. Yeah. And then I think, I think of that as radical self-love. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think about the things that have healed me, I have these four, like, you know, it's radical listening, mm-hmm. radical honesty, radical self-love and radical action. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that when I look at my, trauma recovery and my journey i it it's like what what do i need what am i listening for yeah. what, what do i really want who what's happening here mm-hmm. being really honest with myself truly yeah. like not being afraid of what the answers are right. because of that radical self-love right it's like they all three go together i'm mm-hmm. willing to mm-hmm. be honest with myself i'm willing to trust my love for myself and listen mm-hmm. to what I'm saying and then take new action. Right. Right. Which is the result based 
part of the work, yeah. right? It's yeah. like doing the new thing. Yeah, doing yeah. the new thing, which is not easy. No, that's why we need accountability yeah. and coaching yeah. and yeah. support. And, yeah, for sure. You know, community of people that are doing it with you. Yeah. And yeah, when you take an action or you don't show up the way you want to show up, mm-hmm. forgiveness, self-love. Exactly. And Go start back again. to the self-love. Yeah. yeah. Curiosity again. What yeah. was that all about? Yeah. Let's listen. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, it's, I often think of it as like, it's like showing up for yourself, how you want to show up for your kids, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or how you wish the adults showed up for you. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. What do I wish the adults in my life would have said or done? Mm -hmm. How can I do that more? How can I do that for myself? I've been practicing with this, um, concept. I shared it a couple weeks ago on the podcast, but there's this, concept called kissed which is kind internal Mm self-talk love it and then i've been practicing with the concept of kept which is kind external parent talk oh okay i like that yeah Uh so it's like learning to speak to yourself kindly yeah like that kind internal like what do you need what's going Mm -hmm. on you're really you know you're really upset right now what's Mm -hmm. happening for you what's bothering you or like with parenting like okay this behavior is annoying what do you want to do about it Mm -hmm. like let's figure it out um and then whatever you say to your kids becomes their internal Internal. voice yes so that's why it's external it's like kind external parent talk yeah so when your kid's having a meltdown or they're overwhelmed or their behavior is frustrating it's not permissive to come alongside and say what do you need what is happening what's going on here Um, yeah no I love that yeah and I think sometimes it's easier for us to do the external parent talk mm -hmm. at times than to apply it to ourselves yeah Mm -hmm. that's because you're not a parent coach (laughs) 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 that you think it's easier because I know some of you are listening and you're like it's real hard for me to be nice sometimes well believe me like I've had my fair share of times where it's not easy at all but we do see our children as children yeah we do love them unconditionally yeah which is different than what you're saying I'm choosing you but it's different than what we do for ourselves because we're not all that um, we're not that kind. I know we're not yeah. that kind of ourselves. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you're, that's, um, I want to wrap it up. I feel a little bit like, I don't know, kind of sad that this episode's <laughs> going to end soon. Because <laughs> I, I could talk to Tiffany all day, every day for hours and hours about all this. We do. We do. We talk about all this stuff all the time. For hours. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think I like to give a little takeaway at the end. Maybe you'd like to offer a little advice or like, you know, what's, what's your takeaway for healing from childhood trauma? Well, I mean, I think honestly, Dar, you've been like an incredible example of mm-hmm. how some for real, how someone <laughs> heals. Um, I mean, I've watched you do it and I've always just been so like astounded that you've like Mm -hmm. been able to do that and come from all that you've come from and show up for your kids and all the other mamas like you do Mm. yeah yeah. So I guess Tiffany's takeaway is just keep listening to the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Listen to Dar. She will teach you all the things. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um, thank you. I really yeah. appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. It's been an interesting road for sure. Healing. Yeah. Um, I think my, my recommendation 
for anyone listening is is to be so gentle with yeah. yourself yeah. as you come to terms with maybe your childhood and maybe seeing how how it might be shown how your maladaptive strategies might yeah, be showing yeah. up in parenting and and just approaching it with like that gentle curiosity mm-hmm. and, and wondering yeah. you know huh what's this saying about me where's yeah. this where's this pain coming from yeah. what what is this what do I need here? Right. You know? Right. How was I protecting myself mm-hmm. right? all mm-hmm. along? Yeah. And, yeah. And then, and then working with a therapist or, uh, you know, joining one of my coaching programs and, and getting support because when you have a lot of difficulty in your childhood, it, you have blinders. I think there's some yeah. things that yeah. are hard about, Kind of, you, you don't know what's normal, what's not. You need someone who says, hey, the way you're feeling, that like you're being in an abusive yeah. relationship with your four-year-old, not yeah. normal. Yeah. 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 Um, and then it's like, oh, it's not? I don't... I Like someone who can come and bring that awareness. So getting support, getting help is so yeah. important. Yeah. Um, I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's true. All that Dar's saying, like as a therapist, all that she's saying is... A hundred percent true. And, um, yeah, I think being, if we can start with being really kind and curious with ourselves Mm -hmm. and trying to figure that out and getting the support, you're off to a good start. Yeah. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you, Tiffany. My pleasure. For being my That's friend always, forever. Oh my gosh. And, and also <laughs> being like this amazing gift in my life that I get to have your love and brain. And oh, it's mutual. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll end the love fest. Yes. Um, thanks for listening. If you have any, if anything came up while you've been listening to this podcast, um, I'm more than happy to chat with you and you know, you can book a complimentary consultation with me. I know some, a lot of you are listening. You like, can't quite believe that you could get on a zoom call and talk to me and you can, <laughs> uh, you just go to my website and there's uh, on the podcast, there's a place to connect and you can book a call and I'd be happy to share more, listen to you, talk about my program, see if they work for you or refer, refer you to something else. If it's not a good fit. Uh, care about you so much mamas Mm, I'm so grateful Tiffany's here and I really just wish you the best week yeah have a good week everyone all right bye bye